Hey folks, thanks for listening to this podcast, Here to Learn. My name is Matt Edwards, and I'm a current high school teacher. And uh, this podcast is just conversations that I have with colleagues or, or folks that are around education that I've learned from that I just find fascinating, and they have interesting uh, perspectives on education. And I wanted to share those conversations with you. Uh, this first episode is with Austin James. He's a math teacher and baseball coach at Millbrook High School. He's a graduate of NC State University. He was a teaching fellow. Um, he went to Wake Forest University and earned a master's degree and was part of a year-long future teachers cohort there. Austin was the 2015 Millbrook High School Teacher of the Year, and he was a Wake County Public School System Teacher of the Year finalist. This is my conversation with him. We got to talk about his background and journey into education. We get to talk a little bit about um, keeping high-quality teachers in the profession and how do we get new high-quality um, young men and women to get into the field of education and what can we do to, to, to excite them and, and to identify them. And I'm hoping that some of these things that we talk about excite you and get you kind of thinking about ways that you can uh, connect with the future teachers of America. Enjoy it. One of the things that I tease you a little bit, I mean, we're, we're friends. I've known you for a little while. One of the things I tease you, but I think I tease you because I admire it a bit. Um, you were a valedictorian in high school. How much, and see, you're giggling about it. That's, I think it's amazing. But like, uh, how much, how much was that? How important was that to you? Was that something that was a goal that you set? Did you feel pressure? Was it competitive? Uh, no. Um, felt no, no external pressure really. Um, I mean, my parents obviously wanted me to do well in school, but I don't remember a single time where they asked, asked me like, how'd you do on the test yesterday? Or, you know, there was no login and check your grades. Um, when I was in school, maybe they would occasionally ask, you know, how's it going in your classes? But, um, I don't know if it was intrinsic or if I just liked the feeling of doing well I mean I really liked like I said I actually liked school and liked learning and liked interacting with teachers so I think the grades was more of like a byproduct of my genuine interest in school and in the classes I was taking um, I didn't really feel any external pressure at all you feel any competition with peers did you have like a group of kids when you like when, when I was in school I felt like I took all the same like there was the same group of like maybe 50 kids that were in most of my classes and you know I yeah, knew that's some true. Of I went to a pretty small school so I mean there were a lot of kids that were kind of in the same boat like super involved you know try to be good at, in school academically I don't feel like you ever felt competitive though but I mean I'm getting old maybe my memory's just looking at it through rose-colored glasses but I remember the same group of people being uh, kind of involved in a lot of the same things but do I remember like, a, oh, you gotta, what'd you get on this? I gotta get a higher score than, no, I don't remember that at all. When, um, so, you know, one of the things that Wake County's gotten rid of is class rank. Uh, valedictorian's not really a thing anymore. Um, I think at, at, at our school we do summa cum laude, magna cum laude, things like that. And I, I think there's still some kids trying to figure out what that means. But, um, 
you know, how do you, how do you feel about that? Do you think that's taken some of the excitement away or do you feel like, have you benefited from being a valedictorian? Is there like a, a society or something? <laughs> My only benefits have been getting to hear you bring it up over the years. <laughs> I wish I could remember the moment that you somehow found out about that and I would have made sure that didn't happen. Well, um, that's a good question. I really don't know. I don't, I don't really feel it negative about that change at least not my initial impressions. Again, it doesn't come up very often in my life except in interactions with you for the most part. Um, I do d distinctly remember in signing up for classes having the, the, the worry of, man, that, it would be cool to take that class, but you know it would negatively impact my GPA. And I think that's, I think that's tragic. Um, you know, now, especially in a place like Wake County, there are so many options for courses you can take that kids that are super driven academically just don't take because of the hit mm -hmm. that it's going to have on mm -hmm. their GPA, which sounds silly, but systematically, you know, kids are competing for scholarships and they want to get into the college they want to go to. And, and I get all of that. So um, I think maybe taking away some designations uh, could help in that regard. I mean, ch especially in education, change is really difficult. So I get it. People are up in arms about it. There's a lot of negative reaction to it. But I think if it allows kids to worry less about a number and more about, man, I want to branch out and take this horticulture class. I've never done like anything like this in my life. If it influences kids in a way that um, convinces them that it's okay to take some of those classes that aren't thought of right or wrong to be quite as quote-unquote academic, then I think it's a really good change. And I think in a few years you'll see that starting to happen. When you were um, coming out of high school and you were looking um, colleges, scholarships and things, what uh, you know, where, where were you thinking you were going to go? Did you always have a plan in your head the next five years, ten years are about to look like this? My, my father went to NC State, and I grew up a huge NC State athletics fan. So I think in the back of my mind, I always knew, man, there is a great chance that this is where I'm going to end up. Um, you know, when you get to be a senior and you start considering where am I going to spend the next four years, you know, I think everybody kind of uh, gets really excited and ambitious about, like, where could I get into? You know, what are, what, what are the options for the next four years? So I applied to a lot of schools. Um, some like really uh what's the word i'm looking for highly regarded academically and but I th again i think in the back of my head i always knew i was going to go to state and i think state is a really um, highly regarded academic school as well it was a dream of mine to win the park scholarship uh, we just had a winner in my class the other day and i was a finalist that was great that fell through and i was really disappointed about that but it opened up an opportunity to do teaching fellows which is something I had had in the back of my mind, but I had, at that point I, haven't, I hadn't settled on being a teacher. So I w was lucky enough to win that scholarship and that's what kind of solidified, I don't know at that point, I don't know if I knew I wanted to be a teacher, kind of solidified my career path. So uh, that was huge, th that scholarship. And you know that's been a hotly uh, contested program over the last few years politically in North Carolina, but that was a driving force applying for that. Um, but yeah, I mean, just like every senior does, I was applying for scholarships, seeing what schools I could get into. I probably applied for 
five or six all said, but I, again, I think I always knew like NC State is where I'm gonna end up. I remember hearing about teaching fellows and was intrigued by it, but it wasn't at the external push of anyone. It was because I really liked my teachers and I thought like that it was cool that they had a job where you know you could help kids learn and that sounds kind of cheesy but then you could also impact them in ways that are outside the classroom like you could lead a club or you know do student government I was really into student government I loved that my advisor was awesome still talk to her today all the time uh, so that was really what recruited me was the fact that I just really liked it and thought this is a, a cool profession so if you would have got that park scholarship uh, which yeah it is a very prestigious scholarship um, if you would have gotten that scholarship what what would that have changed I have no clue. No idea. Um, I guess it's really cool to look look back and think, would I even be teaching? I don't know. I may have. It wasn't that I had no desire to teach until teaching fellows was a thing. I just kind of hadn't really decided what, I mean, what senior really knows. I guess there are a few seniors mm-hmm. in high school that really know what they right. want to do with the rest yeah. of their life. Um, I, I also double majored in political science just because I loved it and I want you know I thought I'm only going to be in college once so I want to get as much out of it as I can so I would have probably still done something like that maybe maybe with a double major in educa- education who knows um, that's a really good question well I, I you know I ask you because you know where where I want to kind of get get your take on is the pressure that a lot of kids that are high level students the pressure that they might feel to do a job or be in a profession that is more um, financially rewarding or or maybe more prestigious, um, something you know where you know right now I feel like if I tell someone a te- I'm a teacher they're like oh that's nice yeah and I might even get every now and then the really condescending thank you for your service yeah so like I guess for me. <laughs> Not as many people when I was, you know, coming out of high school were like, wow, you know, you think about where you could go to set up that med school application. Nobody was asking me that. But like you and your situation that you were in, I, I guess I'm just curious on how, you know, what was the response when you decided to take the teacher fellow scholarship and, and kind of commit to being a teacher? Were people like, oh, that's nice. Or were they excited? No, that's, that's a really great question and kind of kind of sad, really. I... I have very vivid memories, even to this day, like people that I know back home, of people saying, um, you know, things like, don't you want to make more money? Or you're, my, my favorite all time was, you're too smart to be a teacher. Which is, I guess, a compliment, like, or was intended to be <laughs> at the time. I don't, I don't know, I don't know about that. A very strange thing to say. Um, and I, these weren't like mean-spirited people. It's just the sadly the kind of the impression of what some people have of our profession, which is kind of devastating. Um, but you're too smart to be a teacher sounds kind of paradoxical to me. Um, I never really had any desire to go. Like I thought maybe I wanted to go to law school, but just because I was interested in, I just liked school. It wasn't really because I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, never really had any interest in like a doctor or any of that. But I don't know. I mean. I teach a lot of seniors, so I have conversations about this stuff all the time with students, and they get really hung up on like where they're going to school, um, just because I guess they want to see like, oh, how does my future school stack up against you know my peers? And we talk a lot about like whatever, man. What if you go to a school and you take advantage of all the opportunities that that you're provided with as a student at that school? 
and you really dive in and you're not you know you're not going home every weekend and you're not like you know only texting your Millbrook, Millbrook friends like 99% of people are going to have an awesome experience uh, so but yeah back I guess back to your original question uh, yeah the, there were some weird kind of eyebrow raising comments when I wanted to be a teacher but I don't know I want to do something really fulfilling and I I had had such a good experience with teachers in my school that I never really thought like second guessing hey I'm not gonna make enough money I mean luckily we live in Wake County so we make a decent wage should we make more absolutely but um, yeah I don't know and some some people maybe their goal is to make a lot of money and that's fine too it's just what is important to you for me it was like I want to do something that's like hard and fun and um, really really meaningful um, in a way that I get to interact with kids and some people want to make a lot of money and provide for their family and who am I to judge that's great good for them that just wasn't really ever I guess money isn't you know I want to make more money but that was never like the driving force or like prestige of my job was never really like the number one motivation because I know you a little bit and I know a little bit of you know of when the kind of the time frame is that you you started out because uh, I got to know you because uh, we started coaching together you know in 2008 when you came on to the staff here um, I was uh, I was the varsity coach and you were the JV coach of our soccer team, and uh, I remember you know just kind of how both of us were a little bit of deer in headlights because that was my first varsity appointment and you were just taking this whole thing on and and your kind of your 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 attitude of well let's just see how it goes you know the only one way to find out I think that really helped our staff a lot but something that also is burned into my head about. Um, when you started was 2008 is when the economy darn near collapsed. Um, and it was a really, really, really rough time for young professionals. It was a really rough time for, for everybody in America, but it was a really rough time for young professionals because, you know, our school system, they, they, they put on a hiring freeze, a salary freeze. You know, it felt like we actually were making less money year to year to year because costs were increasing but our salaries weren't going anywhere. You know, you had just gone from being a valedictorian to being on scholarship at a very good school. Then you went to grad school at, where'd you go to grad school? Wake Forest. Wake Forest, pretty decent university. <laughs> um, and, and there you do all these things and you've got yourself prepared and you're, you're in all intents and purposes, you're, you're coming to set the uh, profession on fire. And, now you're in a job where you're almost trapped in this situation where the 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 prospect of moving forward and and earning a little bit to you know to to kind of deal with some of those people who were critical of your choice you know it almost is like your entire life was was on hold for the next few years even though you were a professional and you're on to the next thing what yeah. what kept you in the job when things were so bleak around you know, because like when I think back, that was a really tough time. Yeah, that yeah, no doubt. Um, well, I was in a way better spot than a lot of my peers that entered at the same time. So, like you said, I went to Wake, so I had a master's, and at that point, uh, master's was guaranteed uh, supplement to your salary, so that helped. That was huge. And unlike a lot of my peers, I didn't have any college debt. Thank, just thankful for how that worked out. So it was tough for me, but it was I was like in a way better spot than some people that I came into the profession with. So 
had I been in a situation where I had a, you know a lot of student debt or um, didn't have that master's bump, I don't know. I, would I have stayed in? I have no idea. Um, I think I could be a, a, off on a year or two. I think that my cohort that came in in 08, our salary was frozen for like six years. Maybe I'm overestimating that by a year or two, but um, yeah, we didn't see any increase in our salary for the first several years of the profession. Um, at that point, I was single with no kids. Had I had a family then, I don't, honestly, I don't know that I would have stayed in. I don't know that I would have been able to like make it work financially or um, at least had enough like financial optimism to hang on. Um, but I was I was on fire for the for the, my job in different ways that I am now. You know, it changes the longer you're in it, and if you if you have a partner or have a child, you know that makes a big difference. Um, but like I said at that time, I was just on fire. I loved work. I was here all the time with coaching. You know, I would leave practice sometimes, go back to my classroom. So I was I was just really into what I was doing, trying to learn how to teach. You know, new math classes every year. So the motivation was there. Um, and still is, but again, in different ways. So had I, had I been in a situation with a lot of debt, to be honest with you, I don't know. I don't know if my trajectory would have been any different. That was a really, really tough time, no doubt. I mean, I, I, I ask you that question, you know, also because I think about young teachers now. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm 38. I'll be 39 this summer. I've been doing this thing for 17 years. You're 11 years in. You're no longer a, a young whippersnapper you know, I, I don't even know that 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 we could even you know we could even claim to be young in our profession at all. I'm afraid not. Um, I, yeah, but there are folks under thirty that are very talented, that are very bright. Maybe some of them are too smart to be teachers as well. <laughs> but like, I don't know how we're gonna get those people to leave high school go to college and develop a plan at some point to get into teaching and prepare themselves to be teachers and i mean i think you and i are on the same page that we need the experience and we need the wisdom of folks that have that have been in it but we also need the energy and the excitement of of new teachers and, you know that balance i think both of us agree that that's very smart uh, and very important for us so I guess I'm going to ask you a little bit of a, a silly question, but it's are there any other Austin Jameses coming out of schools right now, and are they even thinking about teaching? Well, your question, how, do, how are we going to convince or get bright young people to go into education? Well, we're not. I mean, if you look at the numbers, it's a huge issue right now. I mean, colleges of education are having to get really creative and coming up with ways to attract kids um, that they didn't necessarily have to or need to do in the past. I mean, I actually want to applaud our district and the young teachers program that they started maybe two years ago, two or three, um, where, you know, if, if high school kids, bright, capable high school kids commit to teaching, then they will graduate with a guaranteed job, which is really, really smart. Very, very and, exciting. And forward-thinking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but we you know that's confined to our district like we got to have a lot more initiatives like that all across the state um and i mean honestly now it, this is just if you just think about this as an economist now i think we're having to rely on people that feel called to the profession or like decide when they're like our colleague del midget that decide when they're in kindergarten and they want to be a teacher i always remember her saying that 
like in some ways that's what we're going to have to rely on and that is not at all good enough no we got to be able to convince people um you know late high school kids like me or kids in college that that teaching is is worthwhile and can you know give you a sustainable income um you know one of my favorite students i've ever taught michelle anderson just uh finished her first year teaching in orange county um it's cedar cedar ridge i think Mm -hmm. um I taught her here. She went to Carolina. She did the same master's program at Wake that I did. Um, and I've just kept in close contact with her. And she is, <laughs> if you want to call it, the, another Austin James. Um, definitely took her under my wing and have tried to mentor her. Like, there's there got to be a lot of Michelle Andersons out there. But, again, that's not good enough. Like, I was on her as a, a 10th grader. Like, you need to be a math teacher. And mm-hmm. I stayed in her ear with that message for years, and, and she really loved math and liked working with kids, and so she went and did it. But we can't rely on, like, feel-good stories of, like, I see potential in you. You need to go be a teacher. At some point, the economics have to take over, and so I think it's a problem. Um, I know my alma mater, NC State, is getting creative with some online programs that they're trying to attract people to the profession, but ultimately we've got to have help. We've got to have help from our legislature and making sure that the things that attracted people to teach in North Carolina over the last four decades, that some of those start either coming back or uh, that, you know, as a state, we start believing in those things again. You know, you, you said uh, that you were on Michelle uh, early as a 10th grader. What were some of the characteristics? Like, what, what, what was it about her that caught your attention, you know, and 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 turn that into like what should teachers be looking for to try to make that connection well selfishly she reminded me of me <laughs> um I've, like i've always taught i'm sure i've said this to you many times. i can't say that to children <laughs> they get really upset <laughs> i love the theatrics of teaching like for me oftentimes it's way less about the content and more about like the stage like this is a performance for the next 90 minutes and it's a performance where I get to engage the audience. And I just think that's really fun. And I saw that in her. Like, she was fun. She was fun in class. She was really concerned about grades, but not, you know, one of those kids that's just over-the-top annoying about Not it. obsessed. Correct. Right. Yeah. I mean, she wanted to do well, but, you know, if she got an 89 on a test, she's not knocking down your door saying, what can I do? Um, just a, a cool demeanor about her, worked well with her peers, liked being in front of the class, um, and, and was good at the content. And so I just thought... Like, wow, her personality is is cut out for this job. And, of course, I was looking through that of the lens of, like, what I I think a a teacher, you know, the best teacher looks like. Um, And that's different for different people. So, I don't know. I guess if I was talking to other teachers and saying, like, hey, you got to start finding kids that, that you think could be great at this job, I would say, like, what do you think are the one or two things that you or a colleague does that make you really effective? If you see that in any of your students, like have a conversation, you know, say like, wow, I think you could be really good at this job. Have you ever thought about being a teacher? No. Well, I mean, I think without a doubt, I mean, it's amazing how, you know, we all know how impressionable the kids are. So putting her in a position where, you know, she needs to like consider that and think about that. And she's told, like, I think I see something in you. I mean, I think that that's got to go a long way as far as encouragement for, like, finding a place in the world. And I, I think that's super important. And, you know, I think that's a really awesome thing that that kid gets to experience. And, and teachers have more of an opportunity to do that even than, you know, a lawyer or a right. doctor or something. I mean, we're around them all the time. Yeah, just sitting here thinking, I mean, I need to do that more. Like, 
you know, I swung and missed on a few of those this year. Kids that look like, you know, this could be something you would enjoy. Um, it's got to be a, a conscious effort because we're at, not to be dramatic about it, but I think we're like in a danger zone right now with the talent pool that we're about to be looking at as far as young teachers are concerned. Well, I think even if we were at a good place, we should still be looking yeah, at it. I mean, no you doubt. gotta no you doubt. gotta invest yeah. in that. I mean, if you don't. If you don't continue to, to, to think big picture about this, then you know we're going to land in a place where all of a sudden every teacher is 65 years old and nobody wants to teach any of the challenging courses or nobody wants to has the energy to spend the hours you know moving this thing forward. So I, I think that you, you can never stop. I mean it's like a, any, any strong athletic program, you know you can't, you can't afford to have years of losing so that you can replenish your talent pool. Um, tell me about how it was convincing you to be a teacher in high school, in math, in Raleigh. How, how, what was that process? Um, if I was recruited by anybody, I don't remember it, which is, <laughs> which is very possible. As far as math goes, that was a late decision of what would I teach. Um, I really liked in high school, I really liked English. I really liked. Like we've talked about it. I'm a super nerd. I listen to, you know, politics podcasts every day. I really liked politics and humanities. So I, I don't think that's being a nerd. I think that's being <laughs> afraid of of what we're uh, what's going to happen tomorrow. So I think. Well, I try not to be point, caught by surprise. My, I, my, and I think nerds it's being responsible. Nerds a term of endearment, but um, I didn't know that I wanted to teach math. For me, that was more of like a practical decision. Because I knew that math teachers were in high demand. Uh, also knew male math teachers were probably in even higher demand. Mm-hmm. And I liked math. Um, I was always a, a, relatively successful in it in high school anyway. Um, so that was kind of my that my decision about why why math is kind of boring. Like that's been uh, that's been affirmed over the years. I'm glad that I made that decision. But it wasn't a burning passion for math. It was a passion to teach. And then it was a decision of hey, what am I going to teach? Um, and I, I knew that would be a good career path because I would have a lot of opportunities. And then why Raleigh? Well, I went to state, and it was a financial decision. You know, I know Wake County is one of the highest-paying places in the state, and Raleigh's a great city. I loved living in Raleigh when I was in school. Um, there's just a t- ton of opportunities in Raleigh that don't exist back in my small hometown. Uh, big city-ish, but not, you know, not massive and annoying which is not something I would have been into. Like I wouldn't be a Chicago or New York City or L.A. kind of guy. So just big enough, but still small enough. Um, yeah, so really cool city and decent pay. So, you know, you alluded, and now you would never say this, but I think, you know, from from you talking about how it's almost like our profession is is waiting for people that are called into the profession and and in all intents and purposes I'll go ahead and say it I think Wake County's lucky that you're here you know you could have easily gone back to your hometown you could have easily gone and chased someone or gone with someone to another place you know I think that um that, you know that that we're kind of fortunate that you just enjoyed enough about this area to stay here and 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 to to try to to figure this uh, profession out if I put you in a hot spot and I say, okay, you're now in charge of recruiting teachers for Wake County Public School System, specifically 
high school math teachers, but but you could go broad if you'd like. Like, what do you think we need to do? Give me just give me a couple of things that you would have in your plan. Maybe I mean I don't I don't know how much you've ever thought about this. Zero. So you're asking if I'm in charge of recruiting high school math teachers to this district, what do I say? Right. Or what or, or what do you do? Or or how do you convince them? Because we've already we've already isolated or identified rather that w- we have a we have a potential for a disaster on our hands as far as having a a plenty of talent and excitement in our in our teachers and our reserves in who's going to be teaching in the next 20 30 40 years um well i would sell the area which i kind of talked about already yeah i feel like this is a really great place to live but the challenge in that is it's also an expensive place to live at least relative to the rest of our state yeah um you know it doesn't compare to like dc or places like that absolutely not but relative to north carolina decently expensive place to live so I would love to, I couldn't sell this now because it doesn't exist, at least not to my knowledge. I would love to see some kind of housing subsidy for beginning teachers. And I think that would be really doable in this area. You know, whether it's like a, you know, a townhouse community or apartments or something. I mean, I think that would be huge and relatively inexpensive way to get like some pretty serious talent to come to this area. Um, but another cool, really cool thing about Wake County is all of the like entertainment and sports things that are at a fingertip in this area. Um, I think you could do more to kind of sell like here are all the things you can do if we're trying to pull people you know from out of state or whatever. Um, and then I think I don't know I've never done any research in this, but um, I think it's really awesome that Wake County has such a diverse student population. And that is not true of um, all places in North Carolina or nationally. And I think that is something that and maybe that is already being sold. I hadn't applied for a job in this district in 11 years, so yeah. who knows. But to say, like, not only can you come live in this really cool area, but you're going to get to interact with people whose at least parents are from all over the world, or of all different mm-hmm. colors, yeah. or of all different socioeconomic statuses, you know, um, and I think that's one thing I was looking for. That's what drew me to this specific school that I've now been at for 11 years. So, um, and maybe maybe the district is doing that, but I think that's something that could be a huge selling point for people is you know, would you all kind of people. Would you ever pay or adjust the pay schedule for different subjects, levels, challenges to the job? Would you ever adjust like that or do you think kind of the way we do it and encouraging the diversity for for good people to be at all places not just isolated talent you know would you ever you know adjust anything like that i don't know i don't know i've thought about that a lot um either like merit pay you know you get paid based on some kind of performance metric or you get paid for a certain subject i really don't know that's a hard question to answer without looking at like Again, nerd alert, any data from places that have done that before. I know Guilford County schools have done that, maybe are doing that with with high school math specifically. Um, I know some places do that, like in certain schools, you know, high need schools. I don't know. I don't really have an opinion on that because I don't know if I got nothing to base on if that would work. Um, And then, like, you know, merit pay brings its own set of issues. 
is competition a good thing in a school staff? You know, maybe, maybe not. So I got nothing for you on that. I'm really not sure. How long are you going to stay in this profession? Mm, good question. Um, I don't know. I said when I started here um, that I would teach for 10 years and then see what happened. And that 10 years went by in about 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so here I am at year 11. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I really like what I do. I still really like interacting with kids. I still really like teaching math. Um, so that that's a good question. I could see myself staying in the profession for 30 years, or I could see myself um, getting an itch and trying to scratch it and doing something different, whether it was in education um, or otherwise. So I don't know. What will pull you away? I don't know. Um, I mean, I think it would just be like finding some really cool opportunity. I I almost think for me, because again, I like what I do. I'm, I don't, I have, I don't have this one idea in my head of something I'm like mm -hmm. searching for. Yeah. So I think for me, it would have to be like some opportunity that I just heard about or that somebody said, "Hey, this exists. I think you would be good, you know, good for this." Um, Maybe like I did for Michelle, that'll happen for me one day. Um, so I don't know. I don't know that there, there's not one like eye on the prize. I think it would have to be something either falls in my lap or something, you know, somebody thinks, hey, I know a guy that I think would be really cool um, at this. It, would something push me away? That's a different question. Um, and I don't know. I can't see into the future. Like this is a hard job, but to this point, nothing's been hard enough where it's made me want to leave. Well. I think that's all my questions. You got a, uh, you got anything you want to lay out there? You promoting anything right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have a book signing. All right, on the just didn't know if you had anything in the hopper over there. Well, uh, well, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. It's an exciting thing to do. I really, uh, you know, you're somebody that I've gotten to work beside and and, and got to see you grow in this profession. And uh, I take a lot of pride in your success that you had. And you know, I want as many teachers to be able to get to meet you and get around you and. I feel like you do a lot of good things for our profession and for our kids. So uh, please keep up the good work, and uh, hopefully we'll get to do this again about some other stuff. Yeah, sounds right. great. Thanks for having me. Thank I'll you. Appreciate it. Thank you.